Parallel Lives. Today we're talking about the influence of media on maladaptive daydreaming. Our guests are Amelia, a 20-year-old college student, Leaf, 18-year-old from America, and Red Halo from North Carolina. Hello. Oh, shoot. <laughs> I totally forgot to introduce Levi. <laughs> ah! That's okay. <laughs> ah. Yes, we do have a co-host. His name is Levi. I am not just a shadow. I am here as well. Just a voice. <laughs> so to start it off, let's just let's just go with the obvious question. What type of media influences your daydreams the most? I'm kind of weird in the aspect that uh, I have I have ADHD. So a lot of my hyperfixations influence a lot of my daydreams. Like whatever I'm hyperfixating on the most is like what like acts as like the catalyst for a lot of my daydreams. And uh, I have the tendency to hyperfixate on certain bands. And I always thought that like I'm a writer, so I thought it was like oh I'm just thinking of a bunch of fan fiction. But nope. Uh, well, sort of. But but it's like actual like daydreaming um but but the the most prominent one for the past couple years has been like bands and it's really weird but mostly like um youtube series as well i'm i don't really watch a lot of tv or play a lot of video games it's literally just youtube and listen to music so if i get like really invested in like the actual content creators then they form most of my daydreams what uh what about you halo let's see um i'm i was influenced by pretty much all types of media that i would consume since i was little uh, like uh, games movies uh, tv shows and i would say it also changed over time so when i was younger uh, i remember i went through a big pokemon phase and i think some of my earliest daydreams with plots probably were related to pokemon and then power range when i was really young and then as i got older um it kind of changed with me and whatever I was um, kind of into, it would change into the style. It would go into the plots and uh, the plots would become more uh, deeper. So it would, like um, recently, like I was watching certain uh, uh, Batman movies, certain James Bond movies, and then certain characters and certain subplots would kind of make their, make their ways into uh, my daydream. So pretty much anything that I'm, anything that I'm consuming, it usually affects in one way or the other, either even if not in plot and in, in mood or tone, like sometimes if I watch horror or certain genres, then it kind of affects it. But um, yeah, pretty much, pretty much anything I watch or listen to—books, music, movies—it um, usually affects it in some way or another. And um, Amelia, for me, it's mostly video games and movies, and I guess like some TV series. I don't watch TV series very often, but mostly video games and movies. As, as well as music, but that's because it's the there's a musical component to my daydreams for the most part, and 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 for most people, I I presume, um, I uh, similar to um, Halos, uh, they kind of change over time, and they I pick up stuff from the media that I've watched like recently. Um, I think recently I was watching um, I watched Rango. And I was like, I really enjoyed the Western theme. And um, all my stuff has kind of taken on this like sort of Western-esque, like all the little um, the thematic elements of Westerns and things like that. So, yeah, mostly games, movies and, and music. So everything. <laughs> I think that's what I just heard from all three of you. Is there one that's super obvious? that are stronger um for me it's usually uh either like youtube series or, or bands that's my main one it's like uh i've had this hyper fixation on this one particular band for like five years and they still have a really huge influence on my daydreams it's like for me personally not much has changed um but yeah i also tend to like try to stick to one daydream and not like go off like center or whatever because I'm a writer and I feel like I have to like actually write out my daydreams to feel like it actually has some form of importance <laughs> so 
um, yeah, for me personally, not much has changed in the past like five years. Let's see. For me personally, I think um, anime and manga actually were my biggest influence. Um, like uh, like the other person spoke, I'm also a writer, so I would always kind of pick apart their plots, and sometimes I would daydream uh, sort of in those worlds and kind of pick apart the plot, then go down a different uh, possible uh, thing that could have happened, and um, I would do that over and over with pretty much everything I would watch and consume. So I think that those two are probably the biggest for me. For me, it was mostly movies. Um, I, I like the... Um, movies are very concise, and like, they're very packed with detail. Um, so I, 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 I like movies, and I like the audio-visual kind of component of it. There's imagery paired with music for a lot of time, and it's very kind of closely knit. Um, I, I, I like to draw, so that's kind of how... Like, I'm less of a writer and more of... And more of an artist, so I, I like that the visual aspect of movies um, and video games too, because video games are interactive. So I like that kind of some something about video games and movies kind of really draws me in. Um, music as well, but that's just because the music is kind of it. It helps me think. Yeah, it's kind of a a trigger not just a an inspiration exactly a lot of maladaptive daydreamers mention that their daydreams aren't affected only by media but also by real world events you know like news events or hell even when the anxiety aspect comes in of what's going to happen in the future and sort of you know daydreaming about what's happening or what happened or anything like that so would any of you say that your daydreams are more affected by real-world events or more by media events? Um, I'd say media events mostly. Um, I don't I don't go too in-depth in trying to keep up with real-world events, to be honest, um, just because I don't really have the energy um, to, like, keep super involved with the news. Um, and it's just, like, media, especially... Uh, I don't know, <laughs> I'm veering off kind of into the next question, but um, it's media just in general is kind of more of a, like it's an escapism thing, so I tend to focus more on media, so like things in media I tend to latch on to more. Um, there are some um, daydreams, I guess, uh, plots where it's like it does like mention real world events but it like it nothing really springs from it it's more it's definitely more like um media events cool how about you red halo halo sorry <laughs> i would say that the topics and the subject matter of what i daydream about is definitely affected more by um media and what i've consumed but i think that the tone of my daydreams usually um it's it's affected a lot by my real world events and how my life's going on because it's also since it's it was also a big coping mechanism um sometimes like if i was going through certain negative things things in life sometimes my daydreams would be more negative or if i'm going through social problems sometimes uh, there would be a more social aspect in the daydreams or so in certain ways it's the tone and uh sometimes the overarching themes would be connected with my real world events but my, but like I mentioned earlier, uh, the subject matter and the plots and the subplots are usually more formed by media. How about you, Amelia? I, I will have to agree with Leaf and Halo in that a lot of like because it's for me, it's kind of a coping mechanism. It's a it's an escape from these real world events or things going on, kind of in my in my personal life a lot of it tends to be somewhat detached, but I do notice a lot of overarching themes are very similar to things that are going on in like in current events. Um, or they have, or they have like a, an overarching theme that's related to it. Um, yeah, I, for the most part, I try to abstain from current event stuff, mostly just because, it doesn't particularly interest me. 
Um, but yeah, it, it, for me, it's, it's mostly, um, it's mostly things that are directly in my personal life and not, not so much current events. I also think that when it comes to real world versus media events, you know, media is more, uh, it's not as limited as reality, so it can really be anything. And I think that's why maladaptive daydreamers are especially affected by media because, well, hell, it can be anything. You know, it's it's not just, it doesn't have to be real or it doesn't have to make sense for it to be sort of something that we we bring into our daydreams. Yeah, I feel like mine are, if I understood Amelia right, like the the the, the dressings, you know, the, mm-hmm. the plot and the characters and, and the situation, I guess, is pulled from the media, but like the meta narrative, mm-hmm. <laughs> that's, that's what's coming from uh, my real surroundings, you know, my, what's going on in my life at the time, which actually took me years to notice. Because it's, it's like the difference between weather and climate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you, don't, you don't notice the climate, you notice the weather. Yeah. So as far as genre goes, like thematically, what, what do you gravitate more towards? What are you pulling from, like horror or romance or action? It depends on the type of story that I'm trying to tell. If I'm actually trying to like turn it into like a piece of writing then it's usually, like, I try to focus more on, like, young adult and, like, stuff that I'd actually, like, want to publish. Some more, like, coming-of-age stuff, I guess. But, like, if if it's just, like, me randomly daydreaming, then it's usually, like, thriller, horror. Um, Do you know what Hurt Comfort is? I don't think I've heard that. <laughs> Hurt comfort is basically a trope where one of the characters gets like injured or hurt or sick, and then another one of the characters has to come in and like comfort them and take care of them. And I'm, mm, I'm a sucker for that. Like that's literally all that I think about. Like that's all that I daydream about is just mm, hurt comfort. So, so, but that's more of a trope. But if we're talking about like genre, I also really like supernatural. Um, stuff like paranormal, um, like monsters and cryptids and stuff. Um, but that's just if I'm randomly daydreaming. It it really depends if I'm trying to like find something to actually write about and publish because that's that's what I want to do with my life. I want to write books. So yeah, thriller mostly, horror, monsters, stuff like that. I intentionally because um. Like the like the other person said, I'm I'm also really interested in writing, and so I intentionally uh, have been choosing a lot of different genres to daydream. Like I have westerns, action, fantasy, some romance. Um, I have like Victorian era like genre things. I have detective ones. So I've I've intentionally tried to push myself, and um, I think I've hit almost every genre in my daydream. For me, I gravitate especially towards sci-fi and fantasy. Um, I just really, I, I really enjoy the, the creativity that also has kind of a grounded quality and that like, I, I really like to figure out, for example, um, like I love creature design, um, monster design, that kind of stuff. I love to take like a concept of like, what can this creature do? Like what kind of abilities can they have and how does it make sense? You know, like I, that, that's, that's, uh, I guess a hyper fixation that I have is like trying to figure out how something could like something fantastical could exist in like reality or on a planet or whatever. Like I love aliens. Um, uh, I enjoy a lot of horror as well. Um, but more like, like the character, I guess more thriller. Um, like it's not about, it's not about um, scaring the audience. <laughs> there's, there isn't really an audience, but um but it's it's more about um i guess the emotion the feeling of like i don't know like like i don't know how to describe it <laughs> um but yeah i i sci-fi fantasy i have some horror elements as well 
I really like surrealist like theme as well in general. Like almost Lovecraftian stuff. Like, more like personal growth. But um, yeah, I I take themes from all kinds of places, but for the most part, I'm it's sci-fi and fantasy. Yeah, I, I just had the thought that like I um I love horror. Like that's that's what I like to watch. I I also like you know supernatural things. You know, so I I, I watch a lot of uh you know ghost story stuff. But my daydreams are science fiction. So I guess how well does like the genre that you choose to watch actually how much of it makes it into your daydreams is it i like sci-fi i watch sci-fi and i daydream sci-fi or is it like i watch sci-fi but i daydream i I don't know (laughs) something else again i personally don't watch a lot of tv or movies um i'm just like addicted to youtube like it's legitimately an addiction so that's all i watch so so stuff like that doesn't really affect my daydreams but like mostly when I but mostly when I do consume like other people's writing it is within that same genre of like thriller and and like hurt comfort so so that does mostly affect my daydreams but I also there's also for me a lot of background romance where it's like it's not the forefront of the um story like it's not well sometimes it is like that's the thing like but it I don't consume a lot of romantic media. Like, that's not something that I watch or read about a lot, but I daydream about it a lot. Like, it's always at least, like, going on in the background. And it's not, like, any, like, um, like scandalous or, or you know, too, super dramatic. It's just two characters finding love and comfort in each other. And I just, I love to think about that stuff and write about that stuff, but I don't consume it a lot. Like, I don't like a lot of like reading a lot of romance but that's that's mostly because most romance out there is like straight and I (laughs) I'm not straight so I think about a lot of like same gender couples because that's just what I find comfort in um but yeah so so I kind of have that same thing where it's like you know I don't I don't consume a lot of this type of genre but like I constantly think about it so yeah it's it's odd I guess does that happen to uh to you Halo I think as far as genre and about how you daydream in one and um and uh consume the other I actually don't consume much horror like I don't enjoy it like um I I watch some horror let's plays I'm interested like in the concept of horror and like how certain authors or game creators like create horror and use certain um, mechanics in either writing or uh, game mechanics in order to cause more dread and tension and how it can kind of affect the readers. But I actually don't enjoy generally just reading horror or watching horror movies. So I do almost none of that, but I enjoy writing it as well. So, but I, I honestly, I hate watching horror movies by myself. I don't do it, but I love writing it, so... And you use your daydreams to write, so that would be what you're daydreaming about. Yeah, but it's kind of also like, um, I guess I'm also in the writer and director chair in the daydreams, and I kind of know where everything is, and I kind of use the daydreams to kind of plot out certain characters constantly and come up with their subplots. I don't have that control if I'm watching a movie. Uh, The jump scares, I don't know when they're coming, I don't know what plots are going to happen, and I I don't like that fact. So I don't know if it's the control or what, so, but it's it's definitely different from what I daydream and what I consume. Is there a, a big disparity in uh, in yours, Amelia, between what you enjoy consuming and what you actually end up daydreaming? To an extent, yeah, I I agree with um with Halo in that, yeah, I I don't like watching a lot of horror either because, like he said, like I don't know when the jump scares are gonna be. I don't like yeah like it it's scary <laughs> and I don't I don't particularly enjoy that but I do a lot of the creature designs that I make are scary they're very grotesque um but I don't I don't find them very scary because I know what they are you know like I I designed them from the ground up and like I understand them you know so uh I would say that's kind of where the disparity is um 
with the horror. I also... I don't... Well... Hmm. I watch a lot of action and comedy. Um, and I see that not a lot of that gets into my work. Like, my my stuff is generally very serious. And, and there's only little, little bits of comedy. Um, and the action is more tense than it is comical. To an extent. It, it kind of depends on the story. But, um, yeah, for the most part, there, there is a, there is a slight disparity. I always enjoy sci-fi, though. I watch a lot of sci-fi, and uh, that stuff always comes in. It, like, usually, like, like what I was saying with, um, I think the westerns before, it's like little bits of the themes that I watch, but it always comes into the sci-fi and the fantasy and stuff like that. So, yeah. It feels like I've been hit by some existential uh, realization that, uh, damn, the media I consume is completely different to my daydreams. And I've never thought about it like that at all. Uh, yeah, for me, it's like I love sci-fi and medical stuff, IRL, but um, my daydreams are just not in into that stuff. So, yeah. Damn, that's a good question <laughs> that we got just like on a whim. <laughs> yeah, isn't it weird how you can like be in the community so long and talk to so many maladaptive daydreamers and after years of doing it, you're like still realizing new things about it. Yeah, but it also it, it reminds us just how different we all are. Like we can relate on a bunch of stuff, but at the end of the day, it's still like, damn, <laughs> so different. <laughs> Unique experiences. Yeah, and that's what's make, what makes it interesting as well, to talk to other maladaptive daydreamers, because my experience won't be the same as yours, and, you know, vice versa. Mm -hmm. So, maladaptive daydreamers spend a whole lot of time daydreaming, and oftentimes when we try to cut back on our daydreams, it just uh, doesn't go very well. <laughs> so, to listen to other people's experiences is always good. So, the question is, have you ever tried to cut back on certain media because of your daydreaming habits? And if so, how did you do it and how did it go? I think this question can relate heavily in terms of music, especially seeing as music is such a a, a big trigger for a, a lot of people. See, the thing with me is that I personally didn't see it as is like as big of a problem as I did. Um, before that I realized like, wow, this is actually like a really big part of my life because I thought it was like normal mostly um, because the problems that like my parents and my teachers have like pinned on me for my whole life, that was my problem with not being able to like pay attention or whatever was like my addiction to the internet. So that's what I've like been blaming most of, you know, the problems that maladaptive daydreaming have also caused for me I've pinned on the internet so um I I personally have not really tried to cut back on media because of my daydreaming I've I've been trying to cut back on media because of um like executive dysfunction or um like other like procrastinating thing because I didn't realize that like daydreaming itself was like had such an impact on my life until like literally a couple months ago so um not because of daydreaming uh specifically but I have tried to cut back on media like in general and it's not not very good um I have uh let's say an addiction to the internet and I have tried to, like, like completely, um, like, not plug off. That's not the right word. Um, but, like, unplug. That's the word. <laughs> unplug. Um, and it, it, uh, I was, um, it, it did not go very well. Uh, my mental health got a lot worse. Um, just, yeah, uh, it's, like, a really big coping mechanism for me. So try to, like you know, rip that out completely out of my life did not end up going very well. So, um, I, I just tried completely 
like deleting all of my social media accounts from my phone and it just didn't it didn't work at all how about you halo um let's see i was going to actually answer similar to leafy um all my life i've had really bad uh, concentration and especially procrastination and uh because of the time lost of the daydreaming itself and the procrastination other issues of um losing out on cer finishing certain tasks and other issues um a lot of it was for time reasons, I ended up uh, cutting back a lot of media, especially certain video games that are kind of repetitive. Like um, if people have ever played Slay the Spire or the Civilization games, um, there are certain ones where it's really, really repetitive and they're really, really time consuming. And even though I really enjoyed them, I thought that they were kind of taking up too much time in my life. So I ended up uh, deleting them off of my computer. And um, I think a big part of that is just because of the constant time lost because of daydream. And, um, and I wasn't getting anything done with the, because I also had video games on my plate too. So I ended up deleting a lot of them. Same as with Leaf and Halo. I have tried to cut back more so out of a hyperfixation than like trying to stop the daydreaming. Like, so for example, um, I'm. I have a, one of my current um, fixations is on a, a video game. I, I've tried to cut back on it more out of a hyperfixation because I spend so much time thinking about that one that I am neglecting other media types. Like just like to focus solely on this one thing that that I'm interested in. Um, as for like limiting stuff related to related to the daydreaming. Kind of, I uh, I haven't really I haven't really made like a conscious effort to stop. It's more just been related to circumstances like kind of outside of my control that I that I've kind of not kept up with media in general. Um, I I'd imagine if I if I tried, I, I don't think I would be very successful just because. When I when I when I get into something, I'm like super into it, and I, and it's very hard to fight that. How often does it does it actually happen? Every single time you watch a movie, bam, there it is, or like half the time. <laughs> Almost every single time. Um, I'll always like take little bits and pieces. You know how like part of why I love movies is because they're so jam packed with detail, and like there's the audio and the visual component so it's like there's all it's like a it's like the equivalent of like a bowl of candy or something it's just this awesome little treat <laughs> i guess um so i always want to take like little bits and pieces of it and like incorporate it into like the whatever my current fixation is um so yeah almost almost everything that i will watch i'll i'll try and like take apart and add little things that I like to it. What about you, Leaf? Is it is it like every single thing or is it or is it, you know? It's weird because like because like at first I think about it and say, oh no, I don't like it doesn't trigger me that much. Like for example, listening to music. Like at first I thought like, oh no, it doesn't trigger me that much. It's only when I act actually try. But then I started noticing it that like yes, every time I listen to music, I do start to daydream and then I can usually like stop myself and say oh oh crap I'm daydreaming again well didn't mean for that to happen um so like with music I know and like I want to say like with like movies and you know tv shows and stuff like I want to say like oh no not that much but I know that if I like sat down and watched a movie again like right now I would notice like oh, oh I'm daydreaming again um so, so like at first, at first I thought, you know, oh no, it doesn't happen that often. But then when I actually started to notice, I was like, okay, this is a thing. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, so at least, at least with music, it's like, yes, it is like 99% of the time. Yeah. Hello? I think I was back when I was daydreaming more, um, uh, before I went cold turkey on it a couple months, a few months ago. Um, I would daydream all the time, and um, since there really isn't a term for it, I would say that um, like some of the deeper daydreams, if I was able to pace by myself and uh, and mumble and walk around, those would be kind of like the deeper, more immersive daydreams. But I would also constantly, I mean constantly, 
um, in the back of my head daydream. Like, let's say while I'm watching a movie or while I'm watching other media or driving or supposed to be listening in school, I would also I would always be uh, kind of daydreaming in the back of my mind. So uh, when it's hard for me to when it comes to media, it's hard for me to say how much it is because it would happen constantly. Like, let's say if I'm watching movies, I'd always be daydreaming in the back of my mind, some plot in it and how it connects or something else. And even if I didn't like a movie, if I'm watching a movie, let's say with friends or family that I really hate, I'm daydreaming out of boredom and I'm daydreaming about something else. So it's hard for me to exactly um, pin, uh, like put a number or percentage on like how much it would affect me because it was it was a constant thing. Have you guys ever actually uh, um, experienced uh, a media type that does not affect your daydreaming? Um, does, does watching, like, YouTube videos count? Well, kinda. Um, some, some YouTube videos, yes, it does affect, but, like, if it's just, like, scrolling through Tumblr or Instagram and, like, you know, watching just random YouTube videos, I think that's, like, the only thing that, like, keeps me from daydreaming. Um, I guess that's why I go on it so often because <laughs> my my mind is subconsciously like okay we need to we need to stop this we need to take a break and then just makes me latch on to social media um i have two major ones. i would say that their first one are some video games if i can get so engrossed or focused um in a in certain games then um that kind of um keeps me from daydreaming like uh, i was i've still been playing chess because i feel like it keeps me kind of mentally sharper a little bit so sometimes I was uh, playing a chess game and I was so kind of into it that I wouldn't be daydreaming or certain other video games like Advanced Wars, Advanced Wars or uh, certain other random video games. And I would say that I'm actually, I think, in the very small minority. I'm one of the few people I don't think that music actually pulls me out of daydream. And uh, I, I think I'm in the really small minority here. But um, like if I'm day if I was daydreaming and in a really deep daydream, I don't want to listen to music because it would pull me out. It would distract me too much. So I would usually just uh, have silence. And uh, so I and since I've been d doing uh, way less daydreaming now, um, one of the things that I'll do to help me focus is sometimes to actually listen to music because uh, while I'm working, because it helps me from daydream, uh, which I think that most it wouldn't help most people here though. Amelia. Very few media types, like, pull me out of daydreams. I think the only one that I could think of off the top of my head would be um, podcasts, where people just talk. Um, and because I, I think it has something to do with, like, like there is no music. I'm, my Mine is very tied to music. Um, so when it's just people talking... I start to listen to what they're saying, and I and it kind of pulls me out. Um, but I think that is about it. Um, like even informational stuff. I guess I guess maybe informational stuff to an extent. Um, I like to learn so I can incorporate what I have learned into daydreams. But I guess in that moment, I am not currently daydreaming because I'm I'm actually listening to the to the thing, whatever it is. Um, I, I do watch a lot of educational content. I love, um, I love nature documentaries. Um, I enjoy kind of speculative science stuff. You know, people talking about like, oh, something about, a you know, life on other planets and stuff like that. How, how would it be? Or like what, that, that kind of stuff, like more, more thought experiment than, um, than purely factual, but I do enjoy the educational stuff. So I guess I guess those two would be the main kind that I don't daydream from. But with informational stuff, I will incorporate it later. <laughs> so if I could jump in one more time, because they um, because what have they mentioned? Um, uh, podcasts. That is also another thing that keeps me from daydreaming. But I, I would say also uh, these actually Discord voice chats. Um, since I've been daydreaming less the last few months, um, they've actually been one of the major things that've been helping. If I just either talk to people or just hear different conversations, it really has been um, really useful for keeping me from daydreaming. So um, for some reason, just, yeah, just talking with other people in these voice chats or podcasts, those, are really, those have really, really helped me as well. It sounds like there might be some sort of social aspect to it. Like, I mean, a podcast, you're not 
literally engaging with with the um the narrators or anything but it's it's more conversational maybe maybe that's what what makes them special mm-hmm. i only listen to podcasts to help me sleep <laughs> to be honest but but i think that like youtube videos are similar in that way where it's like you have to actually like concentrate on what the person is saying so it is like that sort of conversational aspect to it yeah like um like commentaries or reviews i i watch a lot of those too but they're 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 very similar to podcasts they're a little bit more edited and it's usually one person but it's a similar kind of format where it's that sort of conversational someone talking about a thing and yeah that that also i i don't daydream with that kind of stuff how has the way that you engage with media changed as you've become aware of your daydreaming and its impact? So have you consumed more media, less media? I used to like watch a lot of like TV and movies and stuff like that. But again, I I just watch YouTube all day. That's that's what I do. But I guess I guess if I would like watch like TV and movies and and play video games. I would not try to abstain from it, but kind of be more aware of what's going on in my head and what I'm feeling. Um I'm not I'm not one of those types of people who think that like daydreaming is bad. I like if it's if it's getting in the way of your life, then yes, it has a negative impact, but but um I don't think daydreaming in and of itself is bad, so I don't I personally don't try to like stop daydreaming. So I guess it would be more of just trying to be aware of what's going on and not completely, you know, shut myself off from my emotions and what's going on in my head. Um, Yeah, just trying to be more aware of my surroundings. I've definitely engaged with media in a different way, especially in the last few months. Um, I guess for years, uh, daydreaming kind of left me feeling hollow. Like, even after I feel really connected to the plot I really like, or after daydreaming for hours and hours constantly for day after day, year after year, I would always, I wouldn't have anything at the end of it, like anything to share. I wouldn't have created something, anything creatively. And it would have, and it took so much time away from me and um, out of other pursuits that I could have done. So I kind of felt, it always felt hollow. So I guess it's definitely changed the way I've also consumed media because. I've started noticing that same hollow feeling in certain forms of like sitting down at a screen playing a video game for X amount of hours or watching a certain movie over and over that I know isn't really going to, it just, there's, it's not going to prove on anything. Um, so I've been kind of, um, trying to consume less and create more. Like, um, instead of just playing a video game, I've been working on a mod for a different video game instead of just, um, having a media of, uh, of certain comics and manga, this and that, I've been starting to work on my own. I've been um, trying to do other things musically. I'm hope- Hopefully I'll be getting back into singing. And I'm trying to write my own things. So I guess the overarching, it's definitely changed the way I approach media. And I want to do, I want to watch people do less things and daydream less and actually create and, and um, have actual um, more real life experience. That's why I'm a writer. Or I I call myself a writer. I do a lot more daydreaming than actually writing. But that's why that's why I want to write because I want to turn all of like the daydreaming and all of the things going on in my head into a piece of art to share with the world. I think that's really important and I think that like giving a purpose to my daydreaming like gives it actual value. That's that's why I try so hard to like turn it into an actual creative endeavor. And that's that's why I, I haven't really seen it as this big bad thing because again, you know, most of my life, all of my problems have been pinned on the internet and being on the computer all the time. Like you need to get off that computer, you need to get off that phone, you're on the phone all the time. Well, it's not just the phone, it's also, you know, being stuck in my own head, but because no one pointed that out to me at a young age. It was always just the internet. Then I, I haven't seen it as, as big of a problem as it probably is. 
Um, and also, again, untreated ADHD symptoms as well have also contributed to that. But but it's kind of just the way that I was brought up also kind of affected how I how I see it. So, you know, trying to actually turn it into a creative endeavor would like actually like give it value and kind of um, say like, hey, this is worth it. So I think that it has some value if you can if you can if you can give it value if you can you know turn it into something creative and productive and and you know something that is positive my awareness of my maladaptive daydreaming is kind of like what leaf was saying it's sort of a double-edged sword and that like it's this wonderful kind of amazing ability but at the same time it comes at such a cost of all this time that you that is wasted essentially you know, it takes away from your creative endeavors. The way I engage with media now, um, as opposed to kind of before I was more aware of this, is that my, I have become a lot more analytical, more critical of what I consume. I, I kind of, I take it apart because I want to see the inner, like, I want to see all the, what makes it what it is. Um, for example, like in film, um, like composition and color and you know how the camera moves and stuff like that that's kind of where i've where i've delved instead of just these sort of surface level understandings of this media i'm delving into what makes it this way how i could create this you know how i could get what's in my head out onto something tangible um and yeah cuz like with my um with my artistic endeavors kind of drawing and stuff i i want to i want to make something more than just like these kind of silly little doodles that don't make any sense i want to tie it to something and be able to share it with people and um for example uh in some of my writing like with other people like the role playing um that has been kind of a really big recent change for um my uh daydreaming and that it feels like i have some kind of point to daydreaming like i think about how i will you know construct this piece and give it to like another person and how they bounce it off like it, like it's it's actually it, it, i don't know it's kind of um it's becoming more helpful but it's still at that like i'm spending so many hours like trying to figure this out and you know, I like you know you. It's not sustainable. I can't spend all this time like, you know, thinking about that. I, I have to find a way to moderate it. But I don't know. I like it, it feels like there's gonna be like a big turning point soon. You know, trying to figure out how to how to control this and get a better handle on it. Yeah, channeling it into creativity and making your own media instead of uh, instead of being pushed along by it is is I think definitely a an approach to to getting rid of the maladaptive part mm -hmm. it's like uh like uh Amelia just said you know there's doing these things like going into role-playing or writing or making art and stuff like that um you phrased it really well where you said that there's then there's sort of like a point to daydreaming you can actually take those daydreams and the time that you've spent with those daydreams and actually turn it into something that at least has, you know, some sort of meaning to it other than just daydreaming. So yeah, that was really, really well said. Thank you. <laughs> I like the odd man out in this situation. <laughs> I have, I have no creative aspirations. But you're making a podcast, you know? <laughs> I, yeah, that's got nothing to do with my daydream, so. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but also, uh, like, Demer, you, you mentioned something interesting in your previous video. Sorry if this is, like, off point, but also I think it does add to this uh, topic as well that, you know, a lot of people will tell you, wow, you're, you know, you're so creative with your daydreams. You should, you should write about it or something. And Demer made a good point that, you know, sometimes that's not possible at all. So just to put it out there, you know, just, just because we're maladaptive daydreamers and we have all this stuff happening 
in our minds, you know, it, it doesn't necessarily mean that it makes it <laughs> easy to put it onto paper or to make to make it make sense in a way. So, yeah, I just wanted to add that. Since Dimmer just said, well, but this podcast has nothing to do with their daydreams. Um, I think creative outlets can be really helpful for people, even if they have nothing to do with their daydreams, just being able to kind of have another outlet. Like she has this podcast, she has her blog, she has her YouTube channel. Um, I think other people also can do other things. Like I, I've talked to people who also um, like um, they try to do their own clothes. Like they do either like sewing or they have like certain fashion things that might have nothing to do with their daydream. I think that so many of us get so much, just get so wrapped up in our daydreams when there are many things, many other things out there that we could kind of, uh, that would, that we would really enjoy and that could help us a lot. We have some questions from the audience. Since media is a strong trigger, do you abstain from consuming certain types to not disturb your sleep? I, I can actually answer this question. I do the opposite um, in which I actually consume media to fall asleep. I um, had a really shot sleep schedule. Like I'd only get to sleep at like three or four in the morning um, until I started like taking medication. And also I either watch podcasts or watch ASMR to sleep. So like I, I kind of do the opposite in which I have to consume certain types of media to fall asleep. And then our other audience question was, do you feel fortunate that your passions happen to be tied to creativeness? Because I can't relate to that at all. <laughs> there we go. My fellow non-creative. Um, is it that it happens to be though? I, I think that's a good question. It does... Do you happen to also be a creative person who daydreams or do your daydreams push you to be more creative? I think my daydreams push me to be more creative because, again, it's like that feeling of like, wow, this is worth something if I actually put it on paper. I do feel fortunate a lot. I feel very um, grateful that I, you know, some of it's not the best. I understand that. I'm not saying like, oh, it's all great like some things I wish that would just leave my brain please but um yeah I feel somewhat grateful that that you know I have this ability or whatever uh I don't know how much of like a lot of people all throughout my life have said I'm really creative but I don't know how much of that's tied in with the maladaptive daydreaming but um even if it is I don't think it's worth it because um i think is uh i think as another person here mentioned before about how great maladaptive daydreaming is but it comes at a cost personally for at least in my life i think the cost was too high for any benefits it would give and if i could go back in time and stop myself from starting this maladaptive daydreaming i definitely would so i don't i don't feel fortunate at all for it to be honest what would happen to your daydreams if you unplugged you know, for the rest of the year or something and just didn't, didn't see any films, didn't play any video games, didn't, um, scroll through the internet or anything, just divorced from media. What do you think would happen to your daydreams? I think they'd get a lot more vague if that makes sense. Cause, um, at least for like the books that I'm trying to write, it's not based on any, certain type of media like it's just like from my head so like I don't think that would change but if we're talking about like more because again I I was a fan fiction writer when I was like 14 to 16 so I thought and all of and so I try to turn all of my daydreams into fan fictions and I didn't even like like know that that was what I was doing I didn't know that I was like daydreaming so like if we're talking about like you know my daydreams that are actually based on like certain types of media then like yeah that would that would probably decline a lot but if we're talking about just like stuff that I want to turn into original work I don't think it would change that much because uh, because sometimes I do not force myself but sometimes I do like take that opportunity to pace around and whatever um so it might change just a bit but but since I don't write fan fiction anymore, um, probably not not that much. To be honest, and back when I was daydreaming a lot, I think I would do completely fine because I would just fill the media time with just more daydream. 
So if that were if that were to happen, if all media of all kinds were if, if it was all gone all of a sudden. I absolutely feel that way too. <laughs> I think yeah. it can be easy for people from the outside looking in to be like, well, just you know, turn it off. You're 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 turn off what you're daydreaming about, but that's we're just daydreaming about it because it's there. If we turned it off, I, it wouldn't change our daydreams. I, I mean, in my opinion. For me, I think what would happen would be more, um, I think the subject in my daydreams would change a little bit. More like, um, like I, I really love just like all things kind of related to nature or this, the natural world. So I think if I did unplug from media, the like i guess the the science fiction aspect of it it would probably still be there but it would be more directly tied to nature or about nature or cuz cuz that's what would be around me um i think that's what would happen if i if i were to unplug it i wouldn't stop daydreaming the general themes would not change but um i guess the the storytelling objects i guess would change I think that, you know, because human beings are storytellers by nature, I think that uh, the things that other people tell us might also then start to have an effect on our daydreams because we don't we don't get that, um, you know, that satisfaction from media necessarily. But then we might start to get hooked on uh, on fiction or consuming stories in a different manner and one of those ways are just the way that people talk, the things people talk about and stuff like that. So, yeah. Yeah. Knowing that there are other people that are going through this and stuff is just, it's such a, it's, it's so helpful. <laughs> and like, yeah, it's, it's a huge, huge weight off my shoulders. Just, you know, seeing everybody like, working through this together and it's just it's just very wholesome <laughs> that's exactly what we want for this podcast people to even if they join don't join the community to get a little taste of it to hear what people mm -hmm. are saying you know yeah all right so thanks for listening to this episode of parallel lives uh, we hope you enjoyed it and also special thanks to everyone who took part in the episode uh, for answering questions for talking uh, in the channels asking questions all that type of stuff we really do appreciate it and yeah stick around if you want to hear more podcast episodes episodes are released every first and 16th but yeah thanks for tuning in and uh have a good one cheers <laughs>